0: Hi, my name is Dr. Sheena Cameron.
1: And I'm Rev. Gerald Cameron.
0: And welcome to Word Up, a
1: community where preachers grow. So when the devil tried to take me down Remember James 1 and 12 Receiving that crown Satan had me bound See, I was lost and found I put my faith in you Now I got angels around So open up your gospel This feeling is colossal Feel like we back in Jerusalem Talk with the apostles I walk with the Messiah It's he who takes us higher See, I've arrived and baptized To God. and I've been living in his grave Well, happy Holy Week Happy Easter It's the most
0: wonderful time of the year
1: It is the most wonderful time of the year and probably the busiest time of the year as many of you are either preaching for seven nights word services or having services throughout the week. Um, It is a mad dash to the finish line as we prepare to proclaim Um, That our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is resurrected. So, um, we just want to say this, that we, as of Thursday, we're recording this on a Thursday, uh, we do not have our sermons all together.
0: Monday, Thursday.
1: On Monday, Thursday. And so, we share that with you um, because of the fact that we're still in this race Trying to prepare for different services and so forth So no shade, no shame Just know that the Lord will use you mightily on Sunday And so as you journey to Sunday, as you prepare Just know that um, God will have a word um, for you in your context So with that being said um, We are going to journey through um, the gospel according to John This year, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. This is one of the lectionary options. Um, There is the Matthew option, but we're going to uplift um, the the count according to John, John John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that... Right at the top of the pericope That really is striking to me is uh, We seen this hymn all the time I come to the garden alone and he walks With me and he talks with me And I just want to know like what does It really mean for us To to journey along To Jesus what does that look like Today what does it mean For us to um, Perhaps just have a calling, Feel that burden we know that She had to uh, prepare The body and um, anoint the body and that was a woman's job obviously but what does it mean for it's dark it's scary what does it mean for Mary to to go alone
1: not only is she going to the tomb of Jesus alone but she's going there already grieving um, because death it's disappointing and for Mary Magdalene even though we don't quite see it in the text it's inferred that the death of Jesus was a huge disappointment um, for his followers especially for Mary Magdalene who's going to the tomb to anoint the body but also and I believe to really grieve. She has not had proper time to grieve. And so um, her going to to the tomb alone may just be her way to uh, not just anoint, but to also have time to reflect and to really cry out. Um, and so she's going to the tomb to anoint, but possibly also to just deal with the grief, but she's met with more to grief about as she goes and sees that the tomb that the stone had been rolled away, that the one who she has come to anoint is no longer there.
0: And she goes to tell the disciples and it's interesting they have this running match, but then it's kind of like they leave her back alone again. You know what I'm saying like they they come they look, And they leave, they go back home. And so I think in a time where, you know, she's being bold, she's doing what needs to be done, I think we have to understand that in life sometimes we're gonna have to do what needs to be done with Jesus, with or without the company that we think we're gonna have with or without people who we think, air quotes, should be with us or could be with us. And I think when she uh, sees him, she's just so overcome with grief. It was just been it been one crazy, crazy week. I just feel like she just doesn't even recognize him. She's just literally beside herself and grief can do that to you. Grief can make you know that you need to do something, but your mind is almost like sitting next to you where you just, you have your mind with you, but it's not functioning the way in which you need it to function. And so nothing truly makes sense. You're seeing, you're hearing, you're perceiving, but it feels like you're just quite, just not understanding what all is taking place. And I think that could have been why she just did not recognize Jesus and he was a gardener.
1: And I, and, I, and I would just piggyback on that and say, you know, at, at she's weeping. And again, it's compounding. It's grief compounding on top of grief. And in her natural mind, um, and that's the beautiful thing about the Gospel of John, is that um, there's this attention on humanness, human emotion, human feeling, human thought. Um, In her natural mind, um, this has become a situation um, where it doesn't make sense. (laughs) She's coming to anoint the body of Jesus. Jesus is not there. The grave, the, the tomb is wide open and she's just trying to make sense of a loss and she's lost for words and lost of thought. But then Jesus does something to her and calls her by her name.
0: Similar to what he did with Lazarus and it's one of those things where I think for us as Christians today, we have to understand that this is on brand for Jesus. He calls us by name because he knows us intimately. Lazarus was his friend and Mary Magdalene was his friend. And I'm going to go ahead and say that in this calling her by name, she recognizes him, calls him a teacher, but then he gives her an instruction that turns her from a friend and turns her to family because he says, I'm going to my, to my, to my father, your father. So when he's using these pronouns, what he's saying is, um, he's saying these possessive pronouns, if you will, that he's saying like, we are family now like this is just not just this event is deeper than me rising but I do have another piece and this piece this is the reason why you can't hold me because this piece is a part of this whole piece meaning that I'm here but I have to assess you can't even really hold me in this form that I'm in now because there's still more at work that Our Father God has to do through me. I need you actually to tell the disciples that. um, Because this is part of that work. When God sent God's son, this is part of that work. And so she has been sent. She's been called by name. And she's been sent.
1: She's sent. And she said something in verse 18 um, that many of us have preached and the words preach itself is I have seen the Lord notice, notice something in the, in in the text. Um, she's seen an empty tomb. She's discouraged, but now Jesus shows him or literally shows her, gives her proof that the one that you are looking for is no longer there. And she goes back and says, I've seen the Lord. Now, this is powerful because the disciples went to the tomb, didn't see Jesus, and they are, just as Mary Magdalene was before, before um, the latter part of this text, discouraged. And for her to testify, to say, I've seen the Lord, you could imagine how the disciples feel. What do you mean? We just went to the same tomb that you went to, uh, and 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 we didn't see anything but the wrappings. And for Mary Magdalene to declare, "I know that that's what you saw, but I've seen the Lord." Uh, it just it just it just reminds us over again that um, we need to do like Mary Magdalene. Whenever God does something for us, whenever God blesses us, whenever God turns things around in our situations or in situations of someone else, to testify that we have seen the Lord. You saw death, but I see a resurrected hope. Um, you saw it one way, but I see God in the midst. And so, um, it's powerful that this woman in this text. Um, you know, pay close attention to uh, cultural context, the role of women um, is proclaiming to these men who are scared that she has seen the Lord. And so there's this personal testimony of what the Lord has done and what the Lord can do for them as well. Um, And so now this moment of grief turns into a moment of joy um, where, and a moment of victory. And a moment of victory. That death does not have the final word. And that our 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 God could not be contained mm. by a tomb.
0: I think our people need to hear that this Easter. We're coming out of this pandemic. But we're going into this double dip of, uh, uh, I guess you can call it inflation, shrinkflation, um, recession, looming, um Big, strong companies, the Amazons, the McDonald's, Silicon Valley, they are cutting back corporate jobs and, and people just really, between the cutbacks on all different levels, people aren't able to even put food on the table. But we might not can see our way through what's get ready to happen next. We've seen uh, some un unusual weather patterns back to back to back and some highly unusual, as we mentioned last week, devastation. And we are just looking, we're hoping. So on this week, I think people do need to hear this Easter story. And we thank you so much for spending this time with us here at Word Up, a community where preachers grow.
1: Amen. God bless you God keep you.